Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. Again, fellow basement dwellers, this is your good friend Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you in to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. And friends, let me tell you, uh, we had such a great show lined up for everyone. We were going to start the holiday project today. We were going to spread holiday cheer today. And then Disney decided to fuck it all up. (laughs) And therefore... To, to steal from another famous podcast that you wrestling fans probably listen to, we're going to call an audible and we're blowing, we're blowing up the holiday project show. That's going to go next week. We're going to, we're going to do our full tens next week. Cause oddly enough, as I was doing the math holidays will have passed if, if we hold off and try to do a two parter. So next week will be the, the, uh, the top 10 holiday special project, our top 10 holiday specials of all time. That'll still get it just in time for you Christmas celebrating folks. Uh, maybe a few others. I don't know if there's other holiday specials people are throwing in there. But just couldn't ignore the Disney investor meeting that was, which our good friend Ray Cash, the reverend himself, was was all over the news breaks. He was he was um, hashtag journalisming the crap out of all of the announcements. I was bowling at the time. Call me Ray Schefter, basically. Ray Schefter, and, and they sent out. Uh, I think it was Screen Rant was the uh, the link that Ray shared that that did mm-hmm. the total reveal sixty one shows and movies. That's just that's just new. That's not even talking about the ones we already knew about. That's just new right, announcements. Exactly. So that voice you hear there, that is the Reverend himself, the Reverend Ray Cash, coming back to us. I'm sure he's going to get on his pulpit in excitement today. We also have our good friend, the lawyer, Dave Ungard. Dave, I know you're excited too. You've even got your Stanley Cup, um, Stanley Cup champ, champs hat on. That that seems like a special occasion hat, if I do say the least. Or it's just cold in your house. I'm not sure which. No, it's. I just. It was just whatever I found. <laughs> this morning it's just been running around doing stuff and i was like yeah you know this this reminds me of a better time in the world it was that or the nationals 2019 world series championship just to, Look, just to prove that just to prove that all washington sports teams aren't trash although after monday night since last we talked the uh artist formerly known as the washington redskins ended pittsburgh's undefeated season much to the delight of myself and the reverend ray cash hallelujah testify so you'll notice 
you'll notice our live studio audience is not here right now. Uh, PC Tunney may join us later in the show. Unfortunately, the real world actually getting in the way of his ability to join us. So we'll hopefully see him later. We are going to talk about the Mandalorian, though. I think that there's so much excitement. I'm not sure how much we'll talk about the Mandalorian today. LOL. Before we get to that, it is my duty to remind you that you're listening to Bandwagon Nerds here as part of the ChairShot Media Group on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com, always use your head. Okay, enough of that. Enough of the business. Enough of the business. Let's get to The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 15, The Believer. And sorry, guys. I like this episode. It was a side quest. It was a side quest. It's all a side quest. You're yeah. going to start this wonderful show with SideQuest thing? It's Go a SideQuest. He, he, he gets What's-His-Nuts out of prison, and What's-His-Nuts is like, well, I can do that, but we must go to this planet over here to jump on a terminal where I can put in this information and get what you need. SideQuest. Fucking SideQuest. The most important aspect of the episode was that half of it was, you know, Pedro Pascal, you actually saw his face for the first time that was huge. this season. Yeah, I mean, you saw it for what, oh, like when he was, yeah, when he was almost dying at the end of season one, yeah, you got to see it. it yeah. Um, and here, I, 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 you know, I tend to agree with you, Patrick. This felt like a side quest episode. I did, I liked the episode just fine. I didn't understand. This is the penultimate episode to season two. Why are we doing this? There should be more happening here than basically all this effort to send a uh, video message to Moff Gideon basically saying, I'm coming after your ass. I get it. I don't understand why they went in this direction. It was a fine episode. I liked it just fine. I thought it, there was some really badass moments. And, um, but I yeah, mean, it didn't, it didn't yeah, feel like, like we were pushing anything forward. Din, Din did kick the shit out of some pirates. They did. That was pretty, that was bad. Without the best car, without, without the, the best car, which right. is important. Yes, that's correct. Oh, I don't think anybody's going to suggest that so, Mando can't throw down. So that that and that proved it here, right there. Here was my thing. You know, I, I wouldn't say that nothing happened. I just feel like a lot of the conversations happened. Could have this is a, this is one of those episodes episodes to me that felt like it could have been accomplished and actually made you feel like you were moving forward after Moff Gideon more directly than kind of going to this remnant mining thing. There were a couple of pretty significant reveals. We did get more challenging challenges to din and his worldview when he's sitting there in the cockpit of that truck and basically bill burr's character and the name eludes me as usual drink mayfield mayfield is like so is it that you can't reveal your face you're not supposed to take off your mask what do you actually stand for what does that all really mean does it really mean anything i thought that was good you can still have that challenge as they're going to the show i just Maybe this is just me. Like I booked the show in my head differently than clearly the showrunners did. Cause I, I just envisioned them, you know, getting this guy released and then heading to the goal. And then, you know, sure. There's going to be a go between there in some way, but it just, this felt so side questy in a way that actually kind of annoyed me a little. Can I tell you why I disagree with you both with you gentlemen? Cause you're obstinate. Because you're the reverend. So that's definitely a fact. You're reverend. Well, well, both of those are good. Reverend Jesse Custer, let us know what's going on, man. <laughs> well, the rent is too damn high. <laughs> um, I don't even know that's the same person. But 
and I again I always acknowledge in these situations I am the novice when it comes to Star Wars knowledge to you gentlemen. I'm a young Padawan. However, if I remember correctly, at the end of episode six, they did not know where the where Moff Gideon and the Star Destroyer was going. So the whole purpose of breaking out Mayfield was to find the coordinates to the the Star Destroyer, which is why they went to the place to get the coordinates. He sent the message because he had the coordinates. But so to me, a side quest is, well, you know what? You need to do something for me before I do something for you. This wasn't that. This was, we can't go anywhere if we don't know where the hell the kid is. So we have to find a way to get to the kid before we can just go in this massive galaxy and just look for just one Star Destroyer, which nobody can ever seem to find in the first place. So it's not a side quest to me. It's just, it, it's, it, it, it didn't feel as action-packed as the other episodes, but this was more necessary than the other quote-unquote side quests we've seen uh, than uh, Bo-Katan saying, I need you to do this for me so I can tell you about this one person because I, you wanted me to do this, but I'm going to tell you to go. That's a side quest. They couldn't have gotten to episode eight if they hadn't done what they did in episode seven. Yeah, all of the episodes that have done this are at least quasi side quests. I, I can agree with you, Ray, that this was this was a you know we went off the main path to accomplish this because yeah we don't know where the hell we're going, and and we needed to do that. And, and like what Patrick was saying, I think what Mayfield says ties into you know where you've got the group of Mandalorians led by Bo Katan. And, and Sasha's character and whoever, I forget what they're called, but none of them are wearing their helmets. And, you know, and they're basically saying to Mando, that's old school. We don't do that anymore. And so Mayfield is kind of playing on that saying, you know, is it that you can't show your face? You can't take off your helmet. And, and you can see where, where what, I forget what the, and I got a drink for myself now, the uh, Imperial dude, the main guy, whatever his name was, you know, and you could s- almost see behind the helmet Mando really struggling do I take my helmet off so that I don't jeopardize the entire mission? And he made that decision. And so in that respect, I think that's coming full circle with everything else that's been going on this season where he's reconciling himself that maybe I don't need to wear this maybe the whole time. Maybe this isn't the way. Maybe there is another way. So that that kind of felt like that. Um, the stuff about the that, the that that Imperial guy told to Mayfield, who was obviously Ooh. there and saw the empire burn down an entire village and kill thousands of people. And basically him telling him this stuff that you guys helped deliver is going to help us do that again. And he's like, fuck that. And he mm-hmm. endangers the entire mission by blowing him away. So side quest. Yes. But I agree with both of you guys. It didn't mean that there wasn't important stuff happening. And I know that was probably a triple negative, but that's beside the point. All right, it's time for me to be the the bitter old bastard that I am. Get off your lawn. It's a a get off your lawn moment. (laughs) Because we had we had what, in my opinion, was was a retcon moment too. Retcon. Okay. Do tell. Or not? I I don't know if retcon's the right word. Moff Gideon gives a speech, and he uses a very specific word when he gives this speech. When he talks about people think they want freedom. But what they really want is order. 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 That wasn't Moff Gideon, though. That was the other douchebag. Yeah, it was. No, it was the is it the oh. Empire dude in the cafeteria. Are you sure? In this episode? Okay. Yeah. 
Was that was the asshole that that, that almost messed the, up. The, the, the Kentucky, anyway. the Kentucky, the Imperial guy from Kentucky. That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> yeah, right. That guy was kind of weird. Yeah, they're they're retconning into how the First Order formed in the Mandalorian because, yes. and and this this just goes back to one of my biggest problems with Star Wars and its continuity, and being the fan that I am, and I will own that part of this is being the fan that I am, that you have to tell me how the First Order got there because you had a first movie that was just like we have the First Order, and they're here, they're bad. You should you should not like them. That's that is that is the that moment was a cherry on the top of why I can't stand the way James or not James J.J. Uh, Abrams did his Star Wars trilogy. Where does Mandalorian fall in the timeline? Is it before it's after, or after? It's after it's after Jedi, but before the rise of the First Order. Okay. And we're like, not really sure exactly where. I've heard anywhere from what five to ten years after Jedi. Yeah, so like that's kind of where I where I landed too. So, but it, it it's just if the, you know as I think about these seasons, and I know if people listen to this show, they probably think I hate the Mandalorian, which I think is hilarious, or that I'm just like this surly fan. But I really do enjoy the show. Like I enjoy these 35 minute Star Wars nuggets that we're getting now because another again quick blinking you missed it episode, and I think that we've just all been so conditioned for streaming shows to go an hour. That that it's why we keep being like, wow, these are really short. But you're you're like, you're like a wrestling fan who can't say a match is good because there was a ref bump. No, I can say a match is good if it's if it's done <laughs> if it's done in a way that makes sense. But when every match has a ref bump, like that begins begins stupid. I'm I'm the reason why you know AEW uh, wrestlers don't like Jr. right now because he called them out on their shit on his podcast because uh, because that's what I do. Always Star Wars. So just, you know, replace AEW with Star Wars and you got it. God forbid there's accountability my, in the world, right? My what Yeah, right. That? But you look at this season. This season has been a a good season. I wouldn't qualify it as a great season. And who knows what we'll see at the end. I've just seen so much what I would say has been a, a retcon for the, 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 the second, the sequel trilogy that it's for me like at this point like hearing somebody say what they need is order didn't excite me didn't make me go ooh that's how it happened it made me go get the fuck out of here why are we doing this this way it actually detracts in my opinion the my enjoyment of the story of din and the child i, I mean and i and i get what you're saying for me i look at it more from the standpoint of this is what the empire's always been about it's all about order for the sake of order. And that was the emperor's MO, you know, order for the sake of the Sith and to rebuild the Sith empire and the first order is kind of, so I, I agree with you. I do. I think it's just, this is who they are. You know, this is who the empire first sure. order, that sort of thing. So, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. It didn't, it didn't excite me to hear him say that. I'm like, okay, what else is new? Um, you guys, this is all, they don't see, people or beings or creatures or anything that's you know sentient as anything other than a means to an end and that's what the empires and the sith to a large extent have always been about so you know i i, I think yeah season one was revolutionary in many ways it was the first show that we really reviewed pat if you remember this season feels like it's and, and this ties into where we're going with this discussion it's very much world building and expanding and doing a lot of things that set a 
sort of a foundation for where we're probably going to end up with our latter conversation. But I, I still have great hope that that last episode is going to be uh, world changing. And, and I think it's got the potential yeah. to be world changing it from the Star Wars point of view. It's so interesting to me, though, because you see you guys are such diehards. I'm not saying I'm not a diehard, but I'm I'm not anywhere near as knowledgeable and as into it. It's it's so, true because you like the prequel trilogy, so you're not I'll, really die. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> I own that. I will own that. Uh, but I but I, I took that whole entire conversation way different. I mean, I I it, it, I caught the order line, and I know that was a big part of it. But all of that just felt more of more integral to Mayfield's arc than it did as a callback or a retcon to something from oh. a whole other, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, that, that, that was like more. a, that was like the moment you see the heel sure. turn to the face. That was right. important for Mayfield to say, Hey, wait a minute. I've been a dick all this time. It's time to switch. You saw, he even told did, uh, then, you know what? I didn't see your face. It's never happened. Like, so here, here's the other, I, I it's just like professional wrestling. Ray, I think you know this. They're just mm-hmm. there are no accidents. Sure. Like sure. in these shows. And they're, they're like it's no accident that there's it's the same thing and we we got we got our answer as to why where Grand Admiral Thrawn was from. Like there's no accident when they drop these lines, they drop these names, they drop sometimes it's very clear as day. Other times it's you know, maybe a nugget that you gotta dig for a little bit. This one just to me felt on the nose. Like it just felt pretty on the nose. And and again, it's not to say that I didn't enjoy the show. I do think that, like, kind of what you're hitting at, I do think I watch it differently than other folks watch this show. And I think Dave's the same way. Like, And I think that Dave would even say that probably the people that he watches the show with that surround him also watch it in a kind of the same way that he does. Like when you just listen to the way he talks about the rest of his family reacting to different things that get dropped, whether it's excitement or which is kind of what I did with that moment. But we get, we're going to get some sort of a showdown next week. It's going to be explosive. We still just have, we still have our little group right now of Boba. Uh, I've already forgotten her name again with Ming Nguyen and, um, or I've messed her name Caradoon. I think next week's uh, going to be like the Royal Rumble with people showing up that you just don't expect. Another surprise entrant coming into the fray. You know? It it does it does feel right. like I, it does feel like it's going to be like he the I bet the Mar, the Rangers or the Marshals are going to pop up. It's going to be like huge. Right. It's going to be to to still from wrestling like survivor series esque but like not five on five like hundred on a hundred type shit. Yeah, I, I it's gonna be I mean it's gonna be a great ending. I I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be very satisfying. I'm sure we're gonna walk out of that and be like, yo, plus there'll be a big reveal that we're gonna have to speculate about too. Like that's just the way these things go. As long so, as long as when the chips are really down, I just don't want to hear like Mando's on his last legs and then you hear it over in the background on your left, you know, something like that. <laughs> Although that would be kind of cool, but I don't, yeah. I mean, we had it, we had an office space reference in this episode as we talked about TPS reports, uh, which kind of pulled me out of the episode a little bit too. I though I'm not going to, uh, the other thing you, you talk about a Marvel crossover. 
I kept not hearing the name of the planet correctly and kept, kept thinking they were saying they were going to Morag. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, God, are they going after one of the stones? What, what, are they going after the power stone? What's going on here? What the fuck's happening? Are you going to Morag? Why are we going to Morag? You know, here's the thing. They, they, into Hawkeye? they wouldn't do it. But in theory, if Disney wanted to, they could they cross totally it over. Could. Why not, right? Right. Okay. So, I, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. I can't wait to talk about the, the big reveals and start to speculate over what the next season is. And then... You know, we haven't even talked about what's on the horizon and what do we want to cover next. If we want to take a break till WandaVision or if we want to see if there's anything in between. But uh, not a lot of weeks. We got the holidays, so it, it may be worth a break. Who knows? We there's plenty binge, of We can time. just binge, man. We can binge another show. We haven't done that since see, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I hate that. I know like, you do. I hate doing it that way. I hate trying to jam in four episodes of content in the 30 minutes of, of coverage. I'm challenged by that. Well, I will put this out there for contemplation. You know, Based on what we did in the past, with the polls we ran in the past, if we're going to put this to the people, which we've always done, and we haven't done that in a while, I mean, there's always Doom Patrol. We've talked about doing that forever. Um, there's Lovecraft Country, which I know you're big on, which I want to watch. There's the, 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 um, the, um, what do you, I forget what you call it. The, uh, crisis on infinite earth. You call it something, Patrick, my, I forget. Huh? Talking about the Arrowverse? No, it's, it's his white whale. That's it. The white whale. To get me me to watch crisis on infinite earth. And then there could be, um, Titans is supposedly really, really good. No, that's supposedly, sorry. It's fantastic. Okay. It is tremendous. I, I want. I just want to point out that all of these series that you've talked about have multiple seasons that we've never covered, and we have like three weeks of shows to try and get all that. In. <laughs> That's true. It's okay if we miss a few, fellas. It'll be all right. Like I know it's our thing. I know it's our thing, but we, you know, patience, patience. Disney Plus is gonna definitely come through with us. Patrick, for, cr- crisis for us. Crisis is only five episodes, man. I'm just putting I'm that out there. Crisis. Let's, let's just get it out there. Like, <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. You try as you might. It's just not going to happen. I appreciate your effort. DC sucks. Anyway, let's get and, to why and this still, show. And still, DC sucks. What will we, we be reviewing the week, week of Christmas? Oh, that's right. That Wonder Woman movie. Well, yeah, it's dropping. Like, we got to review it. I think that should be the nerd review that week. I mean, we've never reviewed a current movie, like, other than Project Power, and that was a disaster. It wasn't a disaster. The movie was trash. We, That's true. We our, our review was like, great. The we, movie. Our, our work wasn't a disaster. <laughs> our, like, one-star reviews were, were was the disaster. <laughs> <That's>, like, yeah. <laughs> true. It's not our fault that Jamie Foxx laid a, laid a turd egg of a turd movie. That wasn't his fault. That was just a shit movie that it was. But anyway. Uh, it, was, it, was it was missing something. Let's let's just leave it at that. That's not the only one we did. We did that one with Charlize Theron, too. That was good, though. That, that was a pretty good book. Uh, oh, when she was, like, 2,000 years old or whatever it was. The old guard. Yeah. The old guard. Yeah, that, was, old that, guard. Was good. Solid, that was good. That was good. So, all right. So let's, let's stop this. Let's get into why everybody's here today. No, let's talk why to Ray more. Cash, let's make them wait. Let's make them wait. No, just go, go ahead, Patrick. <laughs> it's why Ray Cash borderline sacrificed familial responsibility to come to this show. This and yet here he is. And we we'll pull the curtain back all the way. The sound's going to change for Mr. Ray Cash when we come back from commercial break. So that ought to be fun because uh, he is so excited. I'm excited. Disney Disney didn't just drop 
news at its investor meeting on Thursday, it it dropped like three years worth of news <laughs> at its investor meeting. And as I tried to think it, like I started this rundown with like, oh, we'll just start with, I titled it, the Disney investor meeting blew up our show because it did. And I was like, okay, I'll do like subheadings for each topic. And then I'm like looking at the, t- the subheadings and I'm like, well, you can't really do that because there's so much that came out that I was like, okay, let's do, we're going to do a section that's like news that's not from the big two. And then we'll cover the big two. Uh, and the big two are Lucasfilm and Marvel. Ugh. And then, well, I, instead of doing Patrick O'Dowd has a question, uh, Patrick O'Dowd's question is going to be, your, what are your takeaways from the Disney investor meeting? So that Dave can make his jokes and Ray can make his jokes and we can all walk away from it. Uh, I want to start, though. That's right, because you're the by, serious one out of the two of us. That's right. Okay. This, I am the serious one. I, I, I am the captain of this ship. Like, I, I, I am the rudder. I, I've got the rudder one hand the wheel and the other i'm captain jack sparrow i'm the whole deal that's all you got to know folks he's captain jack sparrow hey you'll notice a lot (laughs) with scotch instead of rum that's the only difference that's right why is the rum gone because i drink it anyway first thing i want to get out of the way though 61 we talked about that number 61 new series movies etc etc announced dropped throughout this multi-hour i think it was like two plus hours long in which you got to see the full arm of disney where you know i honestly i forgot that you know fx is a part of disney hulu is a part of disney national geographic even though it has its own channel within disney plus part of disney just and then its own arm like its own animation studio pixar Disney films, Disney series, so many stuff that so much stuff that like when I'm looking at this, I was like, wow, that's a lot of information. And then they kind of snuck in and it's going to be a dollar more a month for a subscription. And my thing was you drop 61 new pieces of content that you're going to be putting on your streaming platforms. You can you can charge me another dollar a month or as we do it in the lump sum, lump sum another twelve dollars a year. Boom. Like yeah, just, with ooh, yeah I, I didn't even bat an eyelash at. Oh, you're raising the rate. What a surprise. Okay. That's cool. Well, well I thought it was funny because because like some groups like tried to make it like it was like this big newsworthy thing. And I was like, compared to the volume of content, it's still cheaper than the WWE network. These guys oh, and, still and, need... and and go ahead, go ahead Dave. Nah, I'm just saying these guys still need to... how much money has Disney lost this year? And and they give you all this information and it's going to be fantastic, and people are going to bitch about an extra dollar or two. I, I, you yeah. know, I, I got, I got a comparison. Same I don't want that certain people on this podcast bitch about parks not being open. Hey, you know, somebody's got to go get that spider bot for you, pal. Yeah, where is that spider bot, by the way? <laughs> it's in the mail. It's, it's shipping. Yeah, it's a checks in the mail. Hey, the Bears are winning. Yeah. Just so you know, Patrick. Of course. Why? Why would you want a good draft pick? We're going to finish fucking seven and nine. You watch. Fantastic, and they're playing Houston, by the way. So, good on that. No, 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 Ray. They're dominating Houston. Get it right. You, no, you're right. <laughs> you're yeah, damn right. Mediocrity, thy name is Bears. So let's get into news not from the big two. Uh, and there, again, there was just so much that 
I, I forgot things. Dave, you, you reminded me of one of the big ones when I sent out the rundown. You're like, hey, you left this off. They, I'll start with a couple of FX shows that are coming forward. The first one that I'm I'm intrigued by is a series on FX that's going to center around the Alien franchise, Ridley Scott's Alien franchise. Sounds like it's going to take place in the not-so-distant future. Um, that universe is kind of jacked up and messed up anyway, if you want to call it any level of congruent or co- continuous. I usually only watch the original three I, I'm one of the few people who didn't hate Prometheus. Actually, didn't like this. I didn't like the follow-up, but I liked Prometheus quite a bit. Surprisingly enough, so I, I, I'm a big fan of Alien. I, I love the original. I love the sequel. Sounds like it's going to be a little bit of a blend of those two sort of atmospheres, based on what was announced at the investor meeting. That was that was the first big little news bite for me. And then the other one that I was hyped for was, and Dave reminded me of it because I've talked about this comic, it was in my list of top 10 indie villains, was a character from this comic. That's why The Last Man. It's a long rumored series that, that's going to go, uh, that's been put out there. Looks like we're greenlit and it's going to be a go. And I just hope they do it justice because it's, it's the type of show that could go either really, really well or be god-awful and be canceled after a season. And I hope it's the former, not the latter. Yeah, those were the two that stood out to me. Uh, absolutely. Alien and Why the Last Man are the, uh, those are the big ones. Uh, Alien, I, I agree with you 100%, Patrick. They have, they have fucked over that timeline so badly. And the continuity is just splintered right. everywhere. And it's not just Prometheus. It's all the AVP shit that they brought in there. It's like, where are we in the timeline? Who, you know, what, what character are we really deal, dealing with? Who are these, whatever the hell they call those alien, I've, xenomorphs or something like that? Yeah, uh, xenomorphs. Know, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm curious to see, I mean, it, it's a, it's a solid intellectual property and really well-established, you know, characters, at least the Xenomorphs are. So yeah, I, I want to see what they can do with that, but why the last man interests me more than that. Uh, and like you're saying, it could be great or it can be an absolute train wreck depending on how they do that. You know, I mean, I, I, I liken why the last man a lot to preacher. The TV Jesse Custer, by the way, Ray is the reverend's name and preacher. Just so you know. <laughs> okay, thank you. So thank you. I, 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 knew, I knew the name. Yeah, that. So Je- um, and, and the TV series is good. It, it's not like a, a real faithful. I never felt like it was a faithful recreation of the comics. And how really could it be when you're talking about that thing? So, um, I want to see what they do with Why the Last Man because that's the one that intrigues me a lot, Patrick. I I haven't read it as much as you. I've read parts of it. But I really want to see what they can do with that. Um, if I get both of those are fantastic. You guys have talked to me about why the the last man, so I'm interested. But if I can bring up three real quick that caught my eye that sure. uh, aren't of the big two. Um, first and foremost, uh, I kind of talked about this in in our group chat. But look, y'all can't tell me shit about Sister Act Three. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I, story. I actually rewatched those uh, right before, like right around Thanksgiving time. I, I get, yeah. uh, I get what the 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 wake up and pay attention song gets stuck. If you want to somebody, don't do, don't, you... no, don't do that. <laughs> don't, because then all of a sudden I'm going to start singing scales. La 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 la. It's fantastic, isn't it? La 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 la. la. It's so uh, good. Um. So I'm excited for that. And look, and maybe that we can even play in the, into that with the gimmick of the Reverend. But like, I love Sister Act. Um, 
Is that a the movie or a is, series, Ray? Is that going to be a movie? It's going to be a movie. Okay. It's going to be a movie on Disney Plus, but it's going to be on a movie. A movie. Um, Tyler Perry's producing it, so uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I can't complain. The it other two show up in the middle of the fucking movie. I will. I will walk out of my house while this shit is playing. I can't walk <laughs> out, can't out of the theater. Out of the, theater. <laughs> <laughs> the other two are um, Pixar. I don't think gets enough love. They're they're flawless. I don't I don't even their worst movies aren't misses. They're just not for me. Um, but uh, they have a um, kind of a sci- a black science fiction show called Iwaju. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is really uh, yeah. dope because you know for the longest time black people weren't in sci-fi movies but Lando. So like it's really cool to kind of see that. And Encanto, which is going to be the next Disney Pixar movie. I'm excited about those. I'm, of course, I'm a parent of young girls, um, but yeah. I, I truly think that, like, pound for pound, Pixar movies are the best movies that are released regularly. So I'm oh, excited. God, yeah, for those. I, I don't, I don't think there's much question about that. Like, yeah, I mean, Disney animation in general, and the Disney animated studio is catching up as well. And this is true. you mentioned Pixar, but one of the one of the films that the Disney animated branch is going to be doing is uh, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, was a trailer that comes that in had, March, yes. right? That, and that's coming directly to Disney Plus with premiere access. So that's the other thing to note is that Disney Plus is still keeping that pay-to-play portion of its model for select things that is dropping. Not all the stuff that we learned about is going to be dropped for for you to watch for free. Not everything's going to be sold. Uh, they also announced four animated series based on existing franchises with Baymax getting his own show with Moana getting her own show. Another, was it a tangled? No, Tiana. Tiana is getting a show. Yeah. And, uh, the yeah. fourth one's eluding me. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Um, well, most of all the shows there we are, are, are playing off of, of something already existing. Doug days from up the dog from up yeah, is getting a show. That's Pixar, yep. They're redoing chip and Dale rescue Rangers with, um, Andy Samberg as Dale and, uh, Mulaney. As Chip, so right. they're really kind of expanding an already known universe, and these are characters right. that are interesting enough to do it. Um, sure. The last, um, the last one that got announced, and I did mi- I mean to mention this. I've been trying to get you guys turned on to some Eastern culture based shows as well. Ray and the Last Dragon is one, but on FX on Hulu, they are also reproducing and putting out a um series based on the James Clavel novel uh Shogun, which is the story of a 17th century Englishman who finds himself reevaluating everything he knows about morality, truth and freedom when he becomes stranded in Nippon. The new series which is described as game of thrones in feudal japan will air on fx and hulu and is another one of those it's a that's a terrific work and worth a read if you have time to read but um could be a great show and if you still haven't watched warrior yet get it on your list and watch warrior it's a great fucking show that's all i'm gonna say about that so dave was there any was there anything out of the out of the exterior from the big two that that you notice that caught your eye that we haven't covered before we just get to it with Lucasfilm? Um, not too much. I mean, I, you know, I was overwhelmed with the stuff coming from star Wars and Marvel 
to really it's like when I went back through it and looked at why the last man was the one that really just jumped out and stood out to me. I think they're doing like a enchanted two, calling it disenchanted. Disenchanted. Amy All right, I'm 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 in on that. I like the first movie. That was that was cute and that was fun. Uh, you know, I, I think like, like you, you said the, the the series about Baymax that they're doing that one. I think yeah. you guys mentioned that that one because we just reviewed Big Hero Six on yeah, the you're, review. you're welcome. You're, yeah, you're welcome. Thank, I got you all. I got you all on the big hero, big hero six. Train. Thank you, Patrick. I, I, in case I have not said that enough, thank you, thank you. Thank That's you, why dude. I'm the Cap Jack Sparrow of the ship, right there. <laughs> Bam! What do you think of Chris Evans voicing a young Buzz Lightyear? Oh yeah, so that, that'll be I'm, cool. I'm okay with it for this one reason: it is not the toy. The movie, right. the the show, is being based off the actual person, quote unquote who the toy was based off of. So I'm okay with that. Because no matter what you think about Tim Allen personally or professionally, that is Buzz Lightyear's voice. So if there's another toy story with uh, anything with the toy, it's got to be Tim Allen. But since it's not that Buzz Lightyear, I'm cool with it. And Chris Evans apparently needs work because them Captain America checks ain't coming through no more. Oh, stop. It. Those Captain America checks come through. Residuals, Ray. Residuals. He wanted out, y'all. He wanted out. All right, let's get into Lucasfilm. And before we get into Star Wars, uh, I'm going to do this in the uh, kind of uh, also flip the order a little bit. Let's talk about a few of the things that are coming from Lucasfilm that aren't Star Wars related. The first was that there was an announcement of a long rumored Willow series that for me, I had a guys, I'm going to say this, and this may be blasphemy. Willow's not very good. Like, I don't know that it aged particularly well. Like I, I went back and rewatched it the other day. It, it is all right. Like, and I like Ron Howard. Yeah, I don't know. It's very meh, <laughs> in my opinion, Patrick. I'm, I'm with you on this. It's, it's like, it, it's all right. It's cool. I but... used to think it was so good, though. I used to think it was so great. Like, and, and maybe it's just one of those things I aged out of. You know what I mean? Like, I used to think that Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan was was like badass and like flipping the sword and the shield thing and that now I'm like, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, he, uh, he tries to turn a witch to stone with an acorn. Yeah. That's interesting. I, you know, I, Ray, Ray, not a big Willow fan. Never seen it. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You're not, I'm actually, actually going to nerd shame you on this one today. Eh, look, I'm used to it. I'm, I'm, I'm the young boy of the show. I'm okay with that. <laughs> the young boy. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I I'm still. Uh, have you watched Flash Gordon yet? Um, nope. Okay. My my yeah. connection is breaking yeah. up. Now you can nerd shame and Patrick. Yeah, nerd shame. I shame. have to, I have both shame. weeks off for Christmas shame. and New Year's. I will you make sure. You watching that shit? Don't watch. I'm gonna watch it for you, for you guys. I'm gonna watch it. I promise. Before 2020 is over. Check your body can't cash. Let's see. Let's put a running bet over under. Does Ray watch Flash Gordon before Trump concedes? I'm going to go with yes. Speaking well, of drinking. Uh, he never conceded. Away, every time Ray says he hasn't watched Flash Gordon yet, drink. That's what we should do here. The other, the other announcement that I'm iffy on is that we, have, we are going to finish the Indiana Jones saga uh, with a yes. fifth Indiana jones movie and this is this this is a money thing right like this is just a money thing because like i don't know about you all wait wait wait, hold on hold on ray have you seen all four indiana jones movies who's indiana jones 
You're fired. I'm just I'm joking. I'm joking. I haven't seen the fourth one with Shia. No, but I saw the first three. So don't watch the fourth one with Shia because it's stupid. And that's why I haven't actually, watched it. And upon further review, two's not very good. Like it's not. Like it's got memorable scenes. No, he drops out of a plane in a fucking inflatable raft on a mountainside and doesn't die. Air but currents, that's kind of the Patrick. Whole point of the Air whole currents. Thing. Come on now. No, but that's the thing is the thing that was great about the original Indiana Jones movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, is honestly, and and the same can be said to a certain extent with the Last Crusade. There was a level of believability in the violence and the action that took place, short of the like supernatural pieces that you expect. Like that's just part, like that's part of the mystique of it all. But like when Indy goes through the temple in the very, like in that iconic opening scene with the booby traps, like there's a certain level of, okay, he's figuring out these traps. He knows about them. He's reading them. He's getting through them. And then he's, you know, in his desperate fight to survive dropped out of a plane in an inflatable fucking raft. Well, okay, let's take it a step further. One of the problems... lead lined refrigerator during a nuclear bomb (laughs) test. (laughs) That's the fourth one. One of the problems with Temple of Doom is that when it came out, I don't think a lot of people... I mean, you know, they put it at the beginning where you realize that... But it takes you a second to realize this comes before Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I think that threw a lot of people off that they thought we're going to get a continuation of Raiders. And actually, this is... A, a, a not even a prequel a previous this comes first and i think that threw a lot of people off because it it didn't fit in with where they were going with it and last crusade absolutely did you know the whole nazi thing and you know with him nazis i hate these guys and that sort of thing and sean connery of course really carried a lot of the last crusade uh i i don't hate temple of doom it's a fine movie it's not my favorite that's for sure um but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Crystal of Forbidden Skull or whatever the fuck it was called, Kingdom I, of the Crystal Skull. Thank you. I'm I'm mixing the last movie with the Disneyland ride, so you know, com- com- yeah. communists and aliens, Ray. Communists and aliens. Just look, I I remember when it came out because the the prevailing oh, thought I was saw that shit at midnight. Yep, I, me too. I believe it. Me too. It was. It looked good on commercials. Stupid, stupid story. I mean, it's just dumb. But as far as for, I mean, Indy Five has been rumored for many years. I, I mean, you got to figure they're going to kill off the Indy Jones character in this one and pass the torch on to who? I don't. I don't. Do you Hopefully guys know anything about it? Session with killing off his Lucasfilm characters. Yes, there you go. <laughs> like, why he, is he? Why does he want them all to die? Because he. Pro- I'm not going to say that he. <laughs> Harrison ain't exactly you, the youngest guy in the in the uh, in the group anymore. So. And you, you know what's interesting is uh, the same the same uh, director, I believe, a producer, I might be having it wrong, who did Logan is doing ND5. So there's going to be a lot of parallels, it seems, between those two movies. He's, he's going to be contemplating his life and to be the end of the road. No, it's going to be very dark. At this point, a darker, more deliberate indie might be where they need to go. Marion's dead. He killed Shia LaBeouf because we all know that was a bad decision. Okay, let's stop. But wait, before before you leave there, let's be honest. We're gonna go see it, right? Yeah, right. I I don't know if I am. I I really want to see what this is gonna be. I'm really jaded over how bad, like Andy Four. Like, and I'll say I'll go a step further. This Crystal Skull. Worse than Rise of Skywalker. Ooh, 
And it's not even close. I would tend to agree with you. Just, just well, you say. like Rise of Skywalker, and so I like Rise of Skywalker. I, I didn't, I didn't hate Indy Four, but it was just some dumb stuff was going on. Shia sure. LaBeouf going through the jungle, imitating the monkeys he sees swinging from vine to vine to dumb. get to where the fuck he's going. I think didn't even he even let out a Tarzan screech, or was that Chewbacca and Jedi? That was Chewbacca and Jedi. Never mind. Probably it was in Crystal Skull as well. It's so oh, could have been. Both. I felt so. I felt so so bad for Kate Blanchett. I felt I felt I felt bad for Karen Karen Allen. I felt bad for Indiana Jones. I didn't feel bad for Shia LaBeouf. That dude, fuck him. But oh, I almost walked out of the theater. But was because but yeah, I did. I remember it like for as bad as I felt, Rise of Skywalker was. I never was like, you know what? I need to get out of here. That that was that was a thing that definitely almost happened with Crystal Skull. Anyway, let's talk about good things. Two other film announcements related to Star Wars: Rogue Squadron hitting theaters in 2023, directed by Patty Jenkins. Can't say that's a bad move. Wonder Woman was terrific. If you believe the early buzz on Wonder Woman 84. Buzz is strong. Seems like it's going to be another good addition to to her resume and help the DC universe. And is is going to focus on the Luke Skywalker wedge group, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's going to be kind of like a Star Wars story thing, a la Rogue One and those. So can't go wrong with that. Looking forward to a feminist take on X-wing fighter pilots. Well, and did, and did you oh, go ahead, Ray? Did you guys see her um, Twitter video explaining, like, kind of explaining that it's coming out with her talking? She was skating or whatever, and talking about how her whole life she's been trying to find the perfect fighter pilot movie. Like this, this isn't just this. Is a lot of times these directors do these movies because ah, it's a good business choice. This seems personal to her. And so that just makes me feel even that much more confident that she'll knock it out. The well, if I may, Rogue Squadron in the Star Wars Extended Universe, which I know Patrick loves. But there's a series of four books called Rogue Squadron, which are absolutely some of the best stuff that ever came out of the Star Wars EU. If she follows any of that stuff, it's not really going to be Luke and Wedge's relationship, but Wedge is a central character. And just the adventures that that group i mean this could be a whole separate trilogy unto itself running parallel to whatever's going on with whatever story they're trying to tell and yeah you can top gun the shit out of this thing and you know that's one thing i didn't mention about when we talked about mandalorian that's like the first time in, in my life that i was actually happy to see tie fighters show up and blow the shit out of the pirates you know to save our heroes <laughs> but right, um, right. but i mean rogue squadron is got with patty behind the wheel of this thing that to me early my first reaction patrick i heard that i said rogue one was the first thing that jumped in my mind it's got that potential to be better than solo which was good which we all say is underrated it could be on that rogue one level i'm excited they got the right director she's phenomenal um i think that's a, a major win for disney and and um yeah and and lucasfilm and the other major win is the as yet untitled next series of Star Wars films being directed by Taika Waititi. I just like, we don't know what it's going to be. 
but uh, it's gonna be good. And it doesn't matter. And it, it doesn't matter because he's doing it. He he could shit on a star destroyer, and we'd be like, brilliant. <laughs> now that would be fun. It'd be different. It, w- it might it be. would be different. But I yeah I the 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 slate of directors that got announced for for these Star Wars films, you know, like confidence is high. I hope that the relationship stays strong because they're picking and we are we are seeing the best of the best get hired to make these movies and we'll talk about this more i'm sure when we break down the marvel you know showrunners as well like just this is what disney mar this is what disney brings to the table and brought it for marvel is now bringing it for lucasfilm for real outside of the ron howard decision um, which I think, we, like I felt, was a misstep. It's just not who I would like, and I know he wasn't the first choice for Solo, um, and he kind of took it over. But and that's not to say that Solo was a bad movie. I've said on this on these airwaves that it's better than than what it got criticized for. Grossly underrated stuff. But uh, holy series announcements! I'm looking at. I, I tried. I put. I put the list down. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight series. Star it taking place in the Star Wars universe, and we are everywhere. Whether it's a limited run series like Obi Wan Kenobi, which, from what I understand, is like a one time six episode sort of series, sort of deal, or something like that, maybe less, uh, to what I hope are ongoing ones like Visions and Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, everywhere. I don't even know where to begin to talk about these these series. I'm going to start with Ahsoka. Okay. Because Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano showed up in Mandalorian, and I think we know the direction of her series based on her interaction in the Mandalorian and what she's doing. She's going after Grand Admiral Thrawn. That is a very logical step for her series to take. And they've already, you know, Rosario Dawson is announced. She will be the lead as she should. She did a great job as Ahsoka. Uh, I don't remember who the showrunner is. I got to bring up that uh, that thread that Ray shared out. Let's see if I can find that real quick. Well, you go ahead and, and do it, and I'll, and I'll have that up for you. If that way, maybe we it does. It, do, it actually doesn't say who the showrunner is in this this list. It just says that Rosario Dawson is returning, okay. um, and is believed she'll be hunting down Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, I mean, anybody else what, can speak. No, I just that that seems logical based on everything we saw that one episode there her going after Thrawn. And I mean, that does raise the, uh, you know, the likelihood that we won't get Thrawn involved next week in the Mandalorian, because that set the table for Ahsoka to go. I, I mean, and, and like we suspected when that episode came out where, where I'd gone on, you know, on the record saying, I thought this was the most important episode in the series because it seemed to be building something bigger and okay, I guess it was. So yeah, I think, you're not going to get Thrawn in the last episode, and that's fine because they're going to. You want to find out about Thrawn? Turn into Ahsoka Tano when it comes out in hashtag twenty twenty three. Maybe let's be optimistic. You know, that sort of thing. When's it supposed to come out? Did they announce that? It didn't say. Yeah, it just says coming soon, which is you know speak for twenty twenty seven. Yes, I they, think they're going really, to be credible. It, it's really cool how so how so many of these new ideologies or these new movies or shows are coming off of this one little show you know ahsoka had one appearance and she's got a whole series which is understandable because she's big in the entire continuity but i don't want to go i don't want to put the cart before the horse but 
there's another show that's directly coming from Mandalorian that we're going to speak of. Right, you're talking about Rangers of the New Republic, right? Rangers of the New Republic, and I'm I am well, almost speak- positive in saying that that's going to star Cara Dune. I, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it even says it's the long. It may be the long rumored spinoff, which I got to say this. She, she. I may dis- disagree with her politically. I have got a serious crush on Gina Carano. Oh hell yeah! Like she's thick, like and in a good way. Good <laughs> lord! All right. Excuse me for a moment, fellas. I'm going to just turn the camera off here. That's and all right. You, yeah, just do, go ahead. do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. do we we need to go to break already. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm going to need a break. I'm not saying that I want to get crushed in a head scissors between those thighs, but you know, you wouldn't complain. Yeah. You wouldn't complain. All right. This is bandwagon nerds after dark. (laughs) Okay. I'm sure Gina is listening and is now creeped out. Yeah. Yeah, Republic. We've, we've introduced the new Republic much more tangible, tangibly, in the Mandalorian. And so this is, it makes all kinds of sense for this to be the offshoot in the next show. I don't think Gina Carano is going anywhere, by the way, uh, in, in the, the casting, like it's just not going to happen. I'll probably like, let's be honest. I'm going to watch it. Especially if Gina Carano is in it. We've just established this. Oh, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. I, I, I love what she's doing in the Mandalorian. Actually, Dave, Right, let's do this. What? Which of these shows would you not watch? That's none. been announced. None of them. Ooh. There you go. Ooh. None of them. None of them. That they, I mean, the one that I'm I'm most interested in being, you know, I mean, I am dying to see what they do with Obi Wan Kenobi, and the fact that they're bringing Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader is like, what in the hell can they possibly? Okay, I don't, and that's what fascinates me. Is like Hayden at this point. Where does this take place? Are these the adventures of Obi and, and Anakin like a corollary to Clone Wars or this after the fight on Mustafar? Because really, if it's after Mustafar, you don't need Hayden Christensen for that. It's going to be Darth chasing down Obi-Wan Kenobi and anybody who, else who survived Order 66. So I'm fascinated to see where they're going with this series. When I was sending this, all the, the, the not alerts, but the announcements out to you guys. Literally, Dave said, you can stop now. Nothing else matters after this announcement. Right. <laughs> right. And I still feel that way. And they're great. I, I would agree with you. And there's great stuff that K- Rangers is going to be fantastic. Ahsoka Tano is going to be fantastic. Uh, no qualms about that. But that's the one that immediately jumped out. And I'm like, okay, what are they doing with this thing? I mean, you and McGregor's coming back. We know that. Now you got Hayden Christensen coming back. You know that. Where in the timeline does this take place? That's the most fascinating thing to me. And, you know, and how much has Hayden matured as an actor in the, what has it been, 15 years since oh, Revenge of the a, Sith? Good while. Yeah, so 15, I'm really years. curious to see what has he, you know, because that was a big complaint about him. Very wooden, very just stiff acting. I want to see, yep. I'm really curious to see what they do with this. The only thing we know so, is that it says it's going to start 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So he's right. Darth Vader then. So, w- yeah, I mean, that to me is very curious as to what they're doing with that. Why would you have Hayden in that role if he's just behind the mask and the helmet? Literally, when I saw that announcement, my response was, but why, though? 
you know why. Because they're the two most iconic characters, two of the most iconic characters in Star Wars. Darth Vader is the most iconic character in Star Wars. There's no Darth of that Obi, right? There's no Darth of that Obi. Hold on. Hold on. Back up. Stop up. I'm talking about hating Christensen. I got you. Okay. It's all about the it's all about the the actor. Okay. If he's under the suit, then why? But the, the but why though? And here's the thing: is if you're not going to put it. I maybe it's a flashback thing. Maybe it's Obi Wan remembering bygone days. I could see a blend there. But you can't take Vader's mask off if Vader's in this show. I think it's got to be a memory lane thing. I do. And here's the funny thing: is Hayden Christensen outside of Star Wars was not a terrible actor. Like he has no. plenty of other works that he did and so maybe it was the pressure of the role and the and probably also some of the fault of the script it's really oh excuse me oh my god it's all the scotch all the I, scotch. no it's the thought of hayden christensen made me gag a little <laughs> in the role um no honestly the script i always i always think of just some of the worst lines ever that that actors get maligned for delivering that you know george lucas made them do for example poor jake lloyd having to be like you mean i get to ride on your starship what the hell fucking terrible ass line is that and why did george lucas made him say it that way you're see dave's laughing because he knows what i'm talking about you all can't see it dave is hiding his face the other one that sets me off every time though is when obi or i'm not obi when anakin and padme are in their place and they're talking about everything that's going on. And he's talking about how beautiful she is. And he's like, she's like, well, it's just that I'm so in love with you. And he's like, no, it's just that I'm so in love with you. And it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. The best things that Anakin did or that um, Hayden Christensen did in his role as Anakin Skywalker were in Attack of the Clones right after he slaughtered the Sand People. And he talks about how he hated them and he screams that and there's just raw anger and emotion. nailed that. And then when his freaking burning ass is crawling up the lava pit and he yells, I hate you again. But even then I like, it was kind of cheesy, but he sold the shit out of it. Outside of that. I mean, this one line he says, in Attack of the Clones, which I just cringe every time I see it. If you're feeling the same, if you're suffering as much as I am, please tell me. You know, it's like, stop, dude. You're a fucking Jedi. Don't be doing basically, that kind of shit. Basically, the romantic shit. Yeah, all that. But so, and, and so see, maybe he's fine. See, and maybe Jedi's aren't supposed to be anymore. dabbling in emotions, so he didn't know how to deal with it. So maybe he nailed it, and we just don't know it. But in, in right. Revenge of the Sith, when when he's looking out over the landscape to where Padme is. And he's thinking about everything the emperor said, and he's thinking about her dying. He sold that really well. That whole, you could feel, I I really felt the turmoil in him and like, okay, he's going down this dark path because he can't handle the thought of losing her. I didn't have a problem with that. Um, And, you know, go ahead. So he does brooding well. He just doesn't do emotion. He does brooding very well. But Pat's right. The, after he killed the uh, sand people, you know, I slaughtered them all, the men, the women, the children, they're animals and they deserve it. And it's like, dude, you nailed it. That's fine. Yeah, he's burning in hell and I hope they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, they deserve I that. I hope they burn in hell. In hell. That's what so, it was. I was going to say, uh, you asked 
uh, if there's anything we weren't interested in. Uh, can I can I say which one I'm not interested? In? Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch, but I, nothing about it interests me is the George story. The which story? Star Wars, Star Wars, a droid story with C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh, yeah, yeah. A droid. Oh, the droids. Yeah. I thought you were saying a George story, and I was like, Lucas? That's what I thought. Like, George, a... George agreed to... I don't want to watch maybe, that either. Maybe, maybe 2027. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe after he dies. Because um, George, there, there's, there's, some, there's some animosity in that, in that relationship, as much as we don't want to think it is. Yeah... I, I like droids. They're the enhancement talent of the Star Wars universe. The jobbers. And uh, that's that's the fair. Talent. You can't have a show without it. With somebody got to lose. You're right. And you can't have and you can't have a Star Wars show or movie or show or anything like that without droids. They they are an indispensable part of the universe. I don't know if I need a whole show focused on. Them. They tried that with a cartoon with R two and C three PO, and meh. Yeah, oh, that one I lost that one. So, yeah. <laughs> you didn't see you didn't see that cartoon, Star Wars Holiday Special, Ray. Well, no, I haven't seen the cartoon, none of that. But I, no offense, the guy who plays C three PO, I'm I'm sure he's a really good actor. But it, that's just he is that's the most. You know how y'all feel about Jar Jar? Is how I feel about C three PO. Like he annoys the ever loving shit out of me. Here's here's the difference though, and maybe and again this is generational maybe, but Anthony Daniels by the way is the the name of the actor that you're right. thinking of. Right. He 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 brought this neurotic energy to C3PO, and probably why I'm so endeared to him is is Empire Strike Strikes Back when he's getting switched off during the asteroid field because he's talking about all the odds of like what it takes to survive, and he's just he's always just he's always just a walking neuroses. And I'll I'll even go a step further. I don't get all that annoyed by Jar Jar. I get annoyed by Jake. Jake Lloyd is the problem in the Phantom Menace, not Jar Jar Binks. Okay. Unfairly maligned, and what that did to Ahmed Best uh, in his personal life. Well, that's it's, it's, it and that's fast. It ruined his life. Jake, Jake Lloyd's the same way. Like fan bases were terrible, and I'm, you know, Kelly Marie Tran. I'm glad that she's moved on and doing her own thing with. She's the primary voice of Raya and Raya the Last. Uh, Last Dragon. Yeah, I'm not interested in the Andor show. For uh, the base, I mean, interesting. Because I love Rogue side, One so much. I do love Rogue One so much, but I didn't really care for knowing more about the character in Rogue One. Like I liked the story of Rogue One. I didn't have this like I must see what happened to Andor Cassian, or Cassian Andor. Now that he's you know now that he's dead, I don't care how he became a rebel spy. So, again, I'll probably watch a show. I don't know that I'll prioritize it, though. Like, it won't be one that I'll be like, ooh, I must watch this now. My thrillers are fun, though. What's that? My thriller shows are fun, though. Oh, yeah, sure. They're, they're, they're fun. And, and I, I'm not even saying it won't be a bad show. It's just that's the one that didn't capture me. Uh, I'm more intrigued, honestly, by who's going to play Lando than well, in the upcoming perfect. Lando show. I hope. What's that? It, there's only one person that can play him, I think. Yeah, Donald Glover. No, it no, I, it won't feel right if it's anybody else to me. What if it's old Lando with his daughter trying to build that relationship, father daughter relationship, you know, story? Oh, well, Billy, Billy did need a check. Yes, let that man work. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I just I just want him walking around pulling out like a Colt forty five while he's while he's walking with his daughter, talking about the good old good old days on Tatooine. Fuck, that would be great. <laughs> get some sign. Get, yeah, let, let's just yeah, Colt forty five. He he was the spokesman for Colt forty five. Yeah, yeah. Galaxy's he was. greatest malt liquor. And he can, he can he can tell her about how for a brief period of time he was Harvey Dent and all sorts of shit like that. I mean, you want to talk about velvet pipes? Yes. Fucking Billy D. Williams got some bel- velvet pipes. No offense, Christopher Platt. You hope to someday be compared to Billy D. And even then, you better be saying, "I'm no Billy D." Because right. that's the truth. That's the truth. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, just a, a great rundown of stuff. We still did, we didn't even cover all the shows. There's two animated shows that are coming as well. The Bad Batch based out of Clone Wars. One that I'm kind of interested in, in as an anime guy called Visions. A dark side based story called The Acolyte. All that information, Disney has released. It's out there uh, and is, is there for the reading to check out if you're interested. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. It's time to, to take a break before we dive into Marvel. Like I said, we're splitting the difference between the big two. Before we go to commercial, though, it is my duty to remind everyone listening here to the podcast that if you enjoy what we're doing here on Bandwagon Nerds, if you're enjoying the content that we put out on the Chairshot.com as a part of the Chairshot Media Group, whether that be the the sports fan and you listening to Three Man Weave, the gamer checking out a winner as you, the wrestling fan listening to the DWI, the Greg DeMarco show, the Pot is War show, the hashtag Miranda show, the Badlands podcast, all that stuff. Get yourself over and support us by going to uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up a shirt from us. There's all kinds of shirts to choose from, many that are representative of the shows, as well as a lot of the taglines that we talk about here, including hashtag journalism, hashtag save tag team wrestling. There's a, a beautiful bandwagon nerd shirt that I doubt anybody other than the people on the show have purchased, maybe one of our 22 fans. And even then, I'm questioning whether we've done that because I'm not, I'm not, I haven't done it yet. Uh, anyway, there's also two options for a winner is you. There's all kinds of chairshot.com shirts. You can get that in the classic 1999 regular style, or if you're feeling fancy, take it up a notch, get it soft style for about 25 bucks. That is the style of one Miranda Morales, the queen of soft style herself, also assured. But support us. We work really hard to bring you quality content. We get really excited to share that information with you and to share ourselves with you week in and week out. And it's no bigger thank thank you to us than to help support what we're doing here on thechairshot.com. The holidays are here. It'll make a great gift for the wrestling fan or the pop culture fan in your life. Again, that's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. When we come back, we are going to continue talking about what we learned from the Disney investors uh, meeting, wrapping up today by talking about Marvel and all of the Marvel news drops that happened. You're currently listening to Bandwagon Nerds. You're still going to be listening to Bandwagon Nerds in about 30 seconds on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. 
This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Hello, fellow basement dwellers. Welcome back to this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds, giving you all the information, all of our takeaways from the big Disney investor meeting that happened this past Thursday. We've covered Lucasfilm. We've covered some of the other stuff. This is why I come to the podcast, fellas, is to talk about Marvel. And here's what I thought was interesting. And you guys can jump in. We didn't really get a lot of new news, right? What we got was a lot of confirmations and some trailers. Now, there were two announcements One was an announcement making something official that I marked out for, and that was on the film side of things with the official announcement of a Fantastic Four movie and reasserting that we will get, um, was it Mahershala Ali, is that his name, for uh, Blade? That's... That was that was just good to hear because you know we made that announcement a year ago at San Diego Comic Con, then COVID happened and we haven't heard anything new. And so just to see Kevin Feige, and I watched all 20 minutes of Kevin Feige's bit, like it was on YouTube. I shared that with you guys so that you could watch it as well. But the other big announcement, and this is where I'm going to start, they announced three new shows that will also be coming to, to Disney Plus. One of them is an Ironheart show. Another one is the Armor Wars show. But Secret Invasion. Secret fucking Invasion. Crazy, isn't it? That, I, I just, yes. Yes, please and thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Samuel L. Jackson coming back, reprising his role. Ben Mendelsohn reprising his role. And we're going to get a Secret Invasion scroll story. That is phenomenal. I, I, I don't even care. Just take my money. Take my extra dollar. <laughs> yeah, I, that secret invasion was the one that just slapped me in the face. Like, wow, they're going, they're going to go there, and that, I mean, that's one of the more iconic story arcs in Marveldom, to see them go in that direction and and how that ties into Phase Four slash Phase Five because you know it's going to. Uh, that was that was a, a welcome. I mean, that 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 was one of my markout moments. There were many. Let's be honest, there are many markout moments right. on Thursday as Marvel hit this big scene and started the, the details of everything started to drop. It was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. You know, con- I, I, you know, go ahead, Pat. I know you got your own, uh, you, you know, your schedule as to what you want to touch on. But uh, yeah, Secret Invasion is that's going to be awesome. Well, well, can I jump in real quick? You can. I'm actually less surprised that they're doing it. And more surprised that it's a TV show. That's the surprising thing to me. I think it's a story that fits itself so much better for a TV show than a movie. I agree. I agree, but I figured they'd want that billion dollar check. Who? I guess who's to say that it doesn't come to a head in some way, shape, or form in one of the Avengers movies? By the way, folks, just to acknowledge, if you're noticing Ray sounds a little bit different, he is on the road going. His cell phone loves us so much that he's sticking with the podcast. So if you're hearing a little bit of a different noise, that's all. Ray, I yeah, I don't see how you don't do Secret Invasion if you want to tell a good, complete story and blend it in with a lot of other stuff. Then do it. 
uh, alongside a, in, in the form of a series. What I think is interesting is where, how did are these interconnect? Right. And how? Where do they all fit? Yeah, yeah, I, and and that'll be the interesting thing is how they're going to bring all this stuff together. Wow, what are you doing there, Ray? <laughs> Hold on one second. Fix that in post-op. Yeah, well, I'll try. Post-production. Ray's out of here. It's like I was like, damn, we just Ray just entered into the quantum realm or something like that. That must be what that he sounds did. like. So he's gonna go face Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> There's uh, yeah, the other announcement that we got. So so here's the thing is I, I know the Armor War storyline pretty well. I'm glad to see that Don Cheadle is gonna reply reprise his role as Rhodey. I don't think anybody was really surprised that he was gonna reprise his role as Rhodey. Why wouldn't you? But I'm a little less familiar with Riri and the Iron Hall, Ironheart storyline. And so, Dave, what I would love, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but can you enlighten, actually me, can you bandwagon nerds me a little bit and tell me a little bit about uh, Ironheart and what that means? I'm not that familiar with the Ironheart story. Um, well, isn't it Tony's daughter or something like that? I Maybe not. So I'm not, maybe Ray knows. Ray, you're back. You know, how much do you know about the Ironheart storyline? Everything. So Riri is one of my favorite characters. There you go. Now um, we got the expert. So to spare you guys this long diatribe, Riri Williams, Riri Williams is a 15-year-old kid from like inner city Chicago. Her dad was killed by a drive-by shooting. Her stepdad was killed by a drive-by shooting. Her best friend was killed by a drive-by shooting. So everybody she's loved has been gone. So she, while she's as super genius as someone like Tony Stark and Shuri, she is emotionally as closed off as a human being can be. So that's why she just, she, she, she works so much that she doesn't even eat half the time. She gets, um, she gets a full scholarship to MIT. She is as genius as they get. She finds Tony Stark's, uh, she finds Tony Stark's, uh, some of his old equipment and builds an iron bad suit. Well, Tony, because you know he has, he can find any of his stuff, finds her in her garage and instead of taking it back from her, lets her keep it. And um, you guys know Civil War happened. Tony was put in a, uh, in a coma by Carol Danvers and Tony became the AI to her suit. Uh, because he say he saved himself, he backed himself up, if you will, as an artificial intelligence, and the only person he trusted was Riri Williams. And Riri became Riri became uh, Pepper. You know, Pepper started as rescue. Riri became uh, kind of one of her mentees. And um, if you look at the comics now, there's a lot of issues with the uh, the champions, which are the teen heroes, and a lot of the. Uh, and and there's a outlaw storyline where teen heroes um, should be they're not allowed to be heroes. She's part of that, but ultimately, she has of all of the comics that you that maybe you haven't read or you haven't adapted to television. Her story is perfect for TV because of her backstory, because of her being a young black girl who's smarter than after everybody. Um, because of allowing, seeing the character aspect of her being so closed off and slightly opening up, and we need another, we need another Iron Man. 
And I know, I don't know if you talked about Armor Wars or not, so I know Rhodey's still there. We're going to have that. But it's cool to see us have a full-time main Iron character that, you know, War Machine is a different, it's a different thing. War Machine is all about the heavy artillery. Riri has all of the subtleties and the nuance of what Tony had. That's why Tony wanted her to continue his legacy. And with Tony gone in, in the Avengers storyline now with him dead, um, you know, you raise a good point, Ray, that in Civil War II, Carol Danvers put Tony in a coma. And you wonder, OK, did he back up, do something with the backup of his consciousness somewhere before Endgame took place? And that's where she gets that. Um, you know, Armor Wars is going to spin off of that as well with all of the suits kind of becoming active and doing that sort of thing. So it, it, uh, it, it'll get Robert Downey Jr. involved a little bit. I imagine I've heard stuff that he was going to be involved in this in some capacity. So he has to be, yeah, right? He's got to be. He's getting, at least some way, you know, a cameo or something to pass to let them know, hey, here's where you can access all this information. But, um, yeah, I mean, Iron Man or the Iron Man, the suits and the Iron Man storyline is too integral to the Avengers. It's too big a gap to try and fill. And this is how they're going to fill it. And and ultimately, she she moves on from Tony because Tony's AI becomes sentient and becomes his own person until Tony comes back to life. And it's more it's the comics. You know how it is. But oh, right. her best friend who was killed becomes her AI. And again, the the AI is again sentient. That's how genius she is and what she's dealing with is. But so they they can go that way without having to have Tony. The only thing that's going to make it difficult to involve the actual character Tony Stark is for this to have worked strictly from the comic perspective. Tony would have had to been alive to meet her first. Right. So well, we don't know I mean, if there's had. one thing. If there's one thing Marvel's proven though is that they don't always exactly follow like what's going to happen. So I mean, there's ways. I'm sure they'll find a way. That's right, because Thanos yeah. is only it's- overrated in the comics, Ray, not in the movies. You know that. <laughs> yes, I do. But this is so exciting for me, and I, I don't. And it's not always the race thing. So it's not just that she's black. But her, if you've ever read any of her stories, her stories are some of the coolest some of the most nuanced stories you can find. Take away the fact she's a superhero. If I told you the protagonist of a story, her father died, her stepfather died, and her best friend died all by gun violence, and she's 15 years old and she's your protagonist, instantly, I would think you would be interested. Right. What do you think of the casting of Tony um, Thorne? I've never seen her work. I know she was in Bill Street Can Talk, and that is one of my biggest regrets is not seeing that movie. Looks the part. Riri has a very specific look, and she looks the part. So that's the main thing. I think this is going to sound ignorant a bit, but all of these people can act. I'm not concerned about that, right? My main right. concern is do you look like you can be the character? And I think she knocked it out of the part. Cool. Well, there you have it, folks. Based on Dave and I's lack of knowledge of Ironheart, we are happy that Ray Cash is actually able to be a point nerd on this one and take the lead. Now that we got our now that we got our audio set up, I was worried we were going to have you. So glad that glad that we got that working. It was Trailer Drop City though for a bunch of other shows as well. We got the final 
trailer for WandaVision to get dropped. I'm not going to talk too much about WandaVision because we speculated a lot. They did um, did confirm, Kevin Feige did confirm that this show will have direct ties into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That is exciting news to see. We got our first true trailers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki. Now, I'm going to do Loki first because I don't know what the fuck's going on with Loki. Like, other than it looks like he's facing a tribunal of some sort. And it's clear, like, he's been arrested. Owen Wilson seems to be playing social worker slash lawyer. And he faces the tribunal to, to do something. And you see him looking through various events in time. And you get all kinds of visual teases that are enough to pique a fan's interest. So you got to look at a Captain America shield there with somebody in a suit that sure don't look like Cap. You saw maybe a Black Widow. Maybe a ScarJo. I don't know. And, and you saw him jump out of a plane and get caught by the Bifrost after calling out Heimdall and Thor. So that part is so cool because... I'm sure you guys have heard of the D.B. Cooper story. Yeah. So if the, if what it looks like is what they're doing, it looks like Loki was actually D.B. Cooper. And the reason nobody found him was because he got the Bifrost got him. And that's hilarious to me, especially with the whole D.B. Cooper story being brought back up recently. Um, the, the HBO had a, had a documentary about him. Um, it looks truly like they're just saying, we're going to, that was that was insightful broken up footage from one Ray Cash. I'm sure he said something intelligent. We just don't know what it was. It was really important and deep and (laughs) and we were really excited to hear it. And so we'll have to have a repeat it all. This this is what happens when you uh, podcast and ride ride along in a podcast, folks. He's on the move. Podcast ride along. That's the uh, that's what this episode. Podcast all about. ride along with Reverend Ray Cash. That's a show right there. That's a series on Disney Plus. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie. I hope this is Quantum Leap with Loki. It might be. Which, by the way, best joke I got to make after being like, I don't binge watch television. I then discovered that the all the seasons of Quantum Leap are available to watch streaming for free on Dis- uh, on NBC.com and. Then proceeded to stay up to like four in the morning watching reruns of Quantum Leap because that show is an hour long. And boy, that's just a great show. Anyway, yeah, give me give me Loki, 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 not Loki. <laughs> give me Loki playing the role of Dr. Sam Beckett, leaping through time, messing with Marvel history. Yeah, I'm- I no, that, I said that would be that'd be cool. You know, I I, I just there's a, that that trailer was just so weird and like it just looked batshit crazy, but so fun. And I I I mean Loki's one of those characters that you can really expand upon and really play with. And so I yeah, I'm all for all over the place. Yeah, it was. It was like what the hell is this all about? You know, the TVA, whatever the TVA is, or, or that sort of thing. So. Yeah, that that trailer was awesome. I, I'm I'm even more excited about the series than I was before. True. And then we got. Falcon. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, Ray. We hear you. We hear you, brother. Hey, TVA is the Time Association, I believe, is what it's called. Okay. So, what did I say before you guys didn't hear everything? 
everything. Yeah, we, no. I don't know. Yeah, no. we, <laughs> You're we talking just, about, we assumed it was deep and insightful. It's something about DB Cooper and then, and then things kind of went off the rails a little bit. Fuck it. Yeah. Loki's going to be good. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> good recovery. Fuck it. Loki's going to be good. I'm so, I'm so disappointed because this is, I've literally been wait, waiting for this since all this shit was announced. And now I can't talk about none of this effectively because I'm on a fucking tablet in the car. Uh, but yeah, Loki's going to be fantastic. That's really all you got to say, trailer, Ray. Right. The, the other big trailer that we did get is that we got a um, we got a Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer. We got about a good two and a half minutes of footage and an official release date that is going to be dropping in March. So we're going to hit you with WandaVision. And then just about the time you're done with WandaVision, here comes Falcon and the Winter Soldier backing you up. So it was it was interesting because they talked about the legacy of the shield you'll notice falcon ain't carrying the shield in any in, in this trailer at all nobody's carrying the shield in this trailer like bucky's not carrying it falcon's not carrying it we didn't see u.s agent at all at least at least if we did we didn't see him in his garb we got a good look at zemo coming back and another antagonist And that was where I stopped talking so that the other, the rest of you could talk. <laughs> I was waiting for the, for you to come back on with that. Um, so, well, okay. So a, a couple of the interesting point, a couple of the interesting things to note is um, one. Um, yes. Nobody has the shield. Uh, if I may be, I may be incorrect. I may be thinking of the initial teaser trailers, but the part where there's the, uh, they're at the football field, and the guy runs to the middle. That's U.S. agent John Walker, and he has a shield. I don't know if it's the shield. Um, right. Um, but what's interesting is they're in. It seems they're going. They're in a, a, a eastern air, a eastern country, so it seems like they're going to be on the island of Madripoor. And if you're a comics fan, you know that's like the haven for all of the most despicable scum of the earth that all live there because of the taxes and shit. Um, it also looks like we've seen the bad guy of the whole entire, the villain of the entire thing. And you may have alluded to that. Flag Smasher. No, I, I, I referenced that Zemo showed back up, that you see him briefly. And I didn't say the name. I just said the character appeared. Yes, okay. So yes, the Flag Smasher and his crew uh seem to be kind of the antagonist of this. And we don't know if Zemo's going to be pos- uh, antagonist or protagonist. He might be helping um, right. Falcon and, and Bucky. The the interest... So the whole... It's going to be interesting to note if... Because in all of the Captain America Sam Wilson comics, he is not in step with the government. So... Yep. what? Where are they? Are they working on the side of the government? Are they working against the government? Um, you notice he has his wings in a Stark briefcase. Is Stark yep. Industries still funding Falcon and Bucky and all of the former Avengers? A lot of questions raised. Um, I'm glad we got to see some actual fight footage. Um, Falcon is a, one of the dopest characters you read in the comics, but was never portrayed well. In terms of like dangerous on screen, and that last thirty seconds of him flying, I think retconned all of that. I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up one second. I got 
I mostly agree with you, except for an end game when he's fucking driving his wings into the chest of one of those big hulking alien things. That was that was dope. That was that's like, oh, like, oh, he ain't playing. That was there was some, and that's the thing about the way the Russo brothers managing all those actors and giving them all a moment in that big battle. His moment and Ant Man's moment as Giant Man smashing like the big punch and charge. Those are two of my favorites. Like a lot of people mark out over the back to back Iron Man and rescue um, bit. No. Ant-Man punching a giant space alien thing in the face, a la the Hulk, as Giant Man, and Falcon taking his wings and just driving them into the chest of an enemy. By the way, why wasn't he the one to carry the fucking gauntlet to the to the, to the van? I'm just saying. He seemed like a better flyer. Yeah, I, uh, maybe he just wasn't in the vicinity. Um, one other right. thing I noticed that oh, one, I thought about one of the things I, right I didn't think about is, um, you know, the reason why Sam probably doesn't have the the uh, the shield. Sam, Sam can't tell anybody right where he got it from. Right. I just think that Sam's such a forthright and honest guy that he would also like if the government was like, give it over. He'd be like, OK. And, I mean, and Sam and Bucky's relationship has always been. um, um running hot and cold to say they've, they've always had, sometimes they get along sometimes not so much at all. And you got to see this in the trailer where, uh, you know, winter soldier looks and says, God, I hate you, you know, that sort of thing. So you could tell there's some tension going on with this relationship already, which is, which is staying true to the comics. And maybe that's deliberate. Why no one is carrying the shield is because no, neither of them have really stepped forward as captain America yet. And that's where this whole series is going to be. Who, steps forward to assume the mantle of the shield um that that that's what i think where i think they're gonna go with it but yeah it's uh it's long overdue this series so i it was supposed to be the first one right it was supposed to come out before wandavision it was it was supposed to hit before wandavision got pushed back so it's okay um another the other series that that again was something that we knew was going to happen and is going uh was just where was it going to show up in development we got a trailer for what if this to me like this is just a fun series to have that exists out there in the sense that the comics were always just sort of a fun little aside where you take something that happened in the marvel cinematic universe for example and you say what if this happened instead and knowing that i mean that the two big what ifs that they seem to be showing or what if Peggy Carter were the one who received the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers? And what if T'Challa had been picked up by Yondu and not uh, Quill? Star Lord, Peter Quill. Yeah, I was like, God dang, the brain just quit. Drink, Ray. Oh, you're driving. Never mind. Don't drink. Drink, Patrick. But if this is what gets me to see Marvel zombies, I'm all for it. And that I was like the, the imagery out of that. I love the style of animation. It harkens to a little bit of a flavor of the Into the Spider Verse style of animation that took place, where it's like this almost like a shaded cell sort of look. Uh, and just the the footage that they showed and the characters that they showed 
were like a Captain America centric story, a Guardians of the Galaxy slash Black Panther crossover story, a Doctor Strange story that looks very intriguing. It looks like a kind of a multiverse Doctor Strange story. And then Marvel zombies that clearly involve uh, one Bucky Barnes. So in. Yeah, that's going to be a fun series. I, I, I don't know how they're going to handle the T'Challa thing, with especially with what they announced as far as Black well, as Panther 2. Oh, as a he's child. A, he's a kid. Okay. It's, it's uh, Yondu is, uh, yeah, he takes him as a child. So, and I think you see him maybe as like a teenager or something in some of the trailers, but it's a little bit different. So they're going to work around that. We're going to get to that announcement in a moment. The other thing that happened was a lot of confirmation stuff. And so we got some confirmations out of She-Hulk and who's going to be in that. Particularly, they announced, but one return. We did announce the return of Tim Roth in his role as the Abomination, which I was excited to see that that Hulk movie is going to get some love. We got an official announcement of Haley Steinfeld as uh, Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. And we got an official announcement um, for the Miss Marvel series and a nice little vignette just kind of talking about that character that I thought was good. Not a lot of details about any of those, but just some some confirmation of announcements of who's going to be there and why. Mark Ruffalo also coming back for She-Hawk, She-Hulk. We got a confirmation on Moon Knight as well, didn't we? We did get a we did get a Moon Knight confirmation. You're right. But they did not say Oscar Isaac, if you noticed. No, they did not. So hopefully that is still true. I don't know. Um, It could be something that... Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, Ray, we hear you. You're there, always. Ever-present, Ray. That's that's what it's all about. So we're going to shift over for the remaining bit of this show uh, and talk about movie news. Um, Again... Nothing particularly announced. We got an announcement of a Fantastic Four movie, which, yay, I'm very excited about this because that probably means we get a Victor Von Doom in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is long overdue. Thumbs up from Dave. But we got we got a lot of just confirmations and casting announcements. From first, let's we'll do the big one. The big one is really they they made it official. Kevin Feige made it official and announced that they're not recasting T'Challa, that that character was played by Chadwick Boseman and will forever be known as the character played by Chadwick Boseman. There will not be a new actor taking on the mantle of T'Challa. And I think ultimately that was the right decision. Yeah, I agree with you. That's... um... I mean, we'd speculated. I know I know. Ray's having some audio difficulties right now, but he had been adamant that they shouldn't recast him. I was like taking a wait-and-see approach to the whole thing. But it, it's great that they came out and they said, no one is going to be recast as T'Challa. That's it. Uh, we're going to explore more of the ca- characters from the Wakanda uh, nation that were introduced in Black Panther. But, yeah, I, I mean, the thing about T'Challa not being recast, that's great. That's fine. It's probably the right decision to make. It, it raises a lot of questions as to, okay, what are they going to do about T'Challa? Uh, you know, how are they going to write him out? And who's going to step forward? You know, how are they going to do all this stuff? So Black Panther 2 might be the most anticipated movie of all of this just to say, how do they manage this thing? And what are they going to do with it? But yeah, I mean, Ryan's announcement, not surprising. And I think we all agree, probably the right decision, at least at this point in time. 
Right. Can I tell you what's going to be, I think, really emotional, oddly enough for me, is just um, because, you know, they're going to do the Marvel crawl that they do now in front of the Black Panther movie that they added to Disney Plus, where it's just um, Chadwick doing his like it's just Chadwick walking through and um, doing uh, that other stuff. So we do want to thank Ray Cash. Ray had to step away uh, from the from the podcast for the rest of the show. So uh, real quick, just to kind of put that out there, if you, you know, I think Ray had a lot of good insight today. Ray always has a lot of good insight. Make sure that you follow Ray on the Twitter at It's Ray Cash. That's R-E-A-R-E-Y, like Ray Mysterio, C A S A. Ray Cash. You can catch him on multiple podcasts. He changed his handle this week, didn't he? Raymond O'Cash. He did change his handle a little bit. He'd he'd had one for a while, but the the Twitter handle itself to follow is it's Ray Cash. So that's still good to go. Um but yeah, I think uh you you know anticipation is probably a really good word for it. I think that that's it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, but I think that is also going to be a very emotional. And I think they'll do, they're going to do right by Chadwick Boseman. Like, I just don't, I don't see Marvel failing to handle that well. Right. And I mean, and like you said, Patrick, Marvel Studios doesn't have too many issues with veering away from the storyline for the greater good to steal right. from Seth Rollins. You know, I mean, Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity War saga was really the only thing that carried over from infinity gauntlet was the infinity gauntlet. The rest of the story, pretty right. new, pretty fresh. So they you can know, come you know why, right? because Thanos is overrated. I understand. Yes. Yeah, I, and that story is kind of overrated. <laughs> I, anyway, we're not going to get into we're that. Very well written we don't, we're, we're, yeah, exactly. We don't, we, we don't have to go there, but, um, you know, they may introduce somebody totally different. I mean, T'Challa might've had a son, um, who knows what they're going to do. So, right. uh, I mean, him and uh, I mean, he did have a love interest in Black Panther. So who knows what they're going to do with that? But I agree. It's going to be very emotional when that movie comes out. Uh, but you can rest assured it's going to play a major part in probably phase five, I would guess. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a very realistic possibility. Uh, and yeah, we'll just we'll just have to see what happens there. The. You know, all of the other movie news, like I said, it was just confirmation stuff. Like we got confirmation of release dates. We got confirmation that Christian Bale will indeed be in Thor Love and Thunder. He's going to be the God Butcher, play, right? He's going to be the God Butcher. That's awesome. Um, playing in that role. And Taika Waititi, of course, is back directing that. We got a confirmation of a third Guardians of the Galaxy movie that is also going to film a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special at the same time, as well as a, you know, we didn't mention this when we talked about Marvel shows on Disney Plus. I am Groot getting its own little baby Groot series because we got to cash in on that little doll, right? We absolutely have to. I mean, if Grogu's a thing, baby Groot for the win. And probably what is my what what excites me more than anything because I love being right, and I love that it's been officially announced. We got an announcement for Ant Man and the Wasp. We got a full title now: Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, and the villain of Quantum Mania is Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors from. Lovecraft Country he plays the protagonist in Lovecraft Country and did a hell of a job doing it. Yes to Kang the Conqueror. Please, 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 
please, please, Kevin Feige, do not make him a one-movie villain. I'm begging. I'm begging. I'm pleading. I'm crying. You don't want him to get the Ultron treatment is what you're saying. Do not give him the Ultron treatment. Make him a villain through multiple Marvel movies. Make him a big bad. Make him a true big bad. Because damn it, he rocks. I love Kang the Conqueror. Fun with time. You mess with time, time messes back. And Kang the Conqueror would be the best example of that happening. So please, please make it so. Please, 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 please. Um, we got word that Shang-Chi is uh, wrapped on filming. So that movie is coming eventually, 2021, 2022. I can't remember what the date was. I think it's 2021. Like uh, It should be like right after yeah. Black Widow. Yep, Black Widow has I mean, been reconfirmed. It's still going to theater. And yep. that's that's something that's understated that I know there's so much news, but the fact that Disney did not yield on that, they didn't bend on that. They stuck to whatever Warner was doing. They said, we're not going in that direction. This release date is there. We are sticking to this, and that's it. And, you know, exactly. that's, that flew under the radar a lot, but it wasn't particularly surprising. Yeah, I... I um. To go back to last week's conversation, and maybe we can get into takeaways here in a second, uh, and maybe I'll, I'm going to save it for takeaways because I, I do want to save it uh, and just kind of make that kind of our, our end piece. But we just got all the release dates, and I think that was really, you know, when you when I look at what I was hoping for out of, I don't know what I expected out of this investor meeting, but to hear a lot of confirmation. Of, of what we were hoping for and what we were expecting. That just, to me, was almost more important than all of the new shows and new announcements that came out, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that what we're, you know, you said earlier, we called an audible with this episode. What caught us by surprise, we knew an investor meeting was going on. And I think the speculation right. going into that was they're going to do something with Black Widow, make an announcement. And I, and I made the analogy, I made the comparison in our chat, pulling back the curtain a lot. I said, this was D23. D23 got canceled, oh, yeah, and absolutely. they turned this investor meeting into a a stream-based D23. And nobody that, that I know of, nobody that we talked to or anything in the nerdosphere anticipated anything remotely close to what happened here and, and yeah sure a lot of it was confirmation but the fact they confirmed and they said we're sticking to the course on this and oh by the way here's this and you know steal from like scrooge you know we just reviewed that this week and you can do this and here here's this you know and that sort of thing and that's what they kept right. giving you for three hours at just an unbelievable amount of material that nobody was anticipating and, and yeah a lot of it yeah. was confirmation and a lot of it was like but a lot of it wasn't. It was like, you know, these series, these FX things we talked about. And, oh, my God, they're going to do, you know, they are going to do She-Hulk. And they're going to do a Miss Marvel. And, and oh, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and and Secret Invasion, of course, is the one that nobody, we didn't see coming. But it was... Nobody just, knew about Secret Invasion. That's, no. Like, I hadn't even teased that at San Diego. No. No, not, which, none of that stuff. Stunned me. And, and the fact that they were even contemplating it, where we where we are, you know, the only thing that would lead you to say that is like, okay, well, Captain Marvel has the scrolls, and then at the end of, uh, I forget which movie was it was a Captain Marvel where it's uh, Nick Fury up on the, um, you know, where you think they're okay, they're setting up for strike or something like that. Right. I I actually forgot about this. This is what I meant to say. They they confirmed three movie releases for 2021 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Black Widow, The Eternals, and Shang-Chi. 
and in that order. So Black Widow first, The Eternal second, Shang-Chi third. And then Thor Love and Thunder w- was confirmed in Christian Bale playing Gore the God Butcher. Ant-Man and the Lost three, Quantum Medium, adding a couple of characters because we also added Catherine Newton as uh, Cassie Lang and Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. So and then and, and even further, I mean, we just kept going further out. Like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was was confirmed with Benedict Cum- Cumberbatch coming back, Elizabeth Olsen being in there. Um America Chavez. Yeah, that one. That one came out of nowhere. Like I didn't see that coming. And and then talking about how that's going to impact Spider-Man three. So, yeah, was that earlier in the week? The Alfred Molina news broke earlier in the week, right? And we haven't even talked about that. Right, because because Marvel fucking dumped the universe of news (laughs) on us on Thursday. So dropping alfred molina's announcement which i was very excited about like we i was all were. excited to be like that that be like the one segment on the show that it was going to be this one segment that we talked about very very briefly about how great alfred molina was as doc ock that he was going to be back for spider-man what was this going to mean what is it going to look like what do i think it is versus what i don't think it is don't get to talk about any of that because disney said we're going to dump the biggest I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Tony Schiavone for a minute. Disney dumped the biggest news dump in the history of our sport. I don't think that's hyperbole. I, I don't remember it's anything like that. Yeah. How much news was dropped in this. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Not in a Comic-Con, not in a press release, not in other investors meetings, not in a D23. Never. So I guess that brings us to Patrick O'Dowd as a question. And that is, what are our takeaways here, Dave? I mean, Ray called it in the chat, the ultimate flex, and it really was. And I know on Bandwagoners, I posted the gif of like, you know, <laughs> where basically Warner comes out and says, hey, we're going to release all this shit for free. And Dizzy's like, hold my beer. And then they just annihilated the entire world. I, you know, it's, it's fantastic that you got to see that they, you know, we've said a lot this year, Patrick, as 2020 has rolled along. I mean, I know there was one episode that we had on the podcast, like, somewhere between 40 and 50 the title was marvel finally did something because they'd been so jesus crisis because they've been so quiet the whole year and, and they hadn't done a lot and and you know and it's almost like they said all right warner dc we gave you guys a year to get caught up and you did some stuff right and yeah we'll give it wonder woman's gonna be a big deal now let us show you what we've really been working on this entire time and and, and and it's almost like a Christmas present, a holiday present. Here, guys, here's everything that's coming. Hang in there. We're not changing up anything, but here's all the other great stuff you're going to get. And it was like, I think Ray summed it up well, the ultimate flex. They just said, that's great. That's cute what you guys have done. Thumbs up. Now we're going to show you how it's really done. And I thought it was just, it was remarkable. I really thought, I mean, I made the mention in the chat room. I really thought we were going to get an X-Men movie announcement or Deadpool three or something that they would have just really gone. No, oh no, not at all. Not at all. But they were dumping. They got that that in their back pocket. They do. They're just like, we we know what you want. They were, they were like, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like they were showing all their cards or it felt that way. We're showing all of our cards. And I thought, you know, man, are they going to do X-Men or, or what are they going to do like that? And I mean, it was an unprecedented news drop. Like you're saying, I've never experienced anything like that rapid fire across three different fronts. 
and all of it based on most of it on Twitter. You know, that sort of thing. All the reveals right. are coming off Twitter. So, yeah, if you're not on Twitter, Miranda Morales, we're talking to you. This is why you probably need to be on Miranda Twitter. Miranda Morales doesn't listen to the show. It's fine. <sighs> she should. But anyway, I know you put you her, know, you put her over every she, week, too. She she questions why our relationship is so challenged and strained. Um, and not only is she trying to steal my best friend, but she also um, doesn't listen to our show yet. I listen to her show. So I I, I don't know. My feel, feelings are hurt. Uh, I, I give and I give and I give and I give and I give. I'm like a University of Illinois sports fan. I just I keep giving and I keep getting nothing back. So you're like hopefully Disney. the next mediocre football coach will be great for my program. <laughs> You're like Disney. Uh, you just keep giving and she gives you nothing in return. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Absolute win for, for Disney, just an absolute win, just crushed it. So yeah, I don't know that there's any more that we can do. I, I think that that, that this has been a, a hell of a show. There's been so much news. I hope we did it justice. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to this week's edition of bandwagon nerds. Um, no, no, uh, no other big questions. I do want to just quickly to, to everyone out there who celebrates uh happy Hanukkah. Thank you. And, um, whether you're an Adam Sandler Hanukkah song fan or in my personal favorite, the bare naked ladies actually put out one of the best, like, I think just absolutely lovely tunes called Hanukkah blessings that I strongly recommend everybody take a listen to. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful little tune that you wouldn't expect, but, um, their, their holiday album is great because, um, they had members, they have members of the band who were Jewish. And so they would inject that, um, into their, their albums. And so their, their Christmas album has, or their holiday album has, uh, it has a, a silly dreidel song. It has a song called Hanukkah blessings. Very, very good stuff. And so happy Hanukkah, to to everyone out there just remember patrick oj simpson not a jew not a jew but guess who is hall of famer rod drew he converted, he converted. <laughs> that's right so all right so that's going to do us do it for us this week on bandwagon nerds dave why don't you tell everybody where to find you on the twitter sphere yeah unlike miranda uh, i do have a twitter account uh it is at attitude ag that is at attitude agg or on facebook.com slash attitude of aggression and you could follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can listen to me here every Monday for Bandwagon Nerds, every Wednesday on the Greg DeMarco Show with Miranda Morales. Give a read to this week's edition of the Nerd Review. It is a review of the cinematic classic Scrooge, which... Dave is very upset that I did not give it a five out of five. I just don't understand <laughs> How you came up with a 4.88. That's the, my only complaint is like, wait, where did, how did that number come the, from? It's, it's close to a five, but I didn't want to be like a 4.9. I didn't want like, I wanted to, I wanted to put it close to the top, but not quite at the top. Ergo, I went uh 4.88 and honestly, just a fuck with y'all. Like <laughs> I knew, I knew if I put that in response in there as a number, you were going to be like, why, why'd you give it a four point? It was with that weird number. I totally did that. Cause I knew you were in our spot. Like, thank you for trolling I? me, Patrick. It's not my favorite Scrooge tale of its number. It's number two. What is number, number three one? is, obvious. Oh, we're going to find out. No, 
Yeah, number one will will be announced on next week's episode of Bandwagon Nerds when we talk when we when we do the holiday project that we plan to split into two parts. And now uh, just to screw with Craig's life, we're gonna give a, a mega packed holiday edition episode. Sorry, Craig. You know what, Craig? Craig, we don't even care. Like, I'm not even I'm done apologizing. You know, I'm gonna I actually love so when Tony is on the show and you can see him on and I can watch him on the camera, every time I apologize for how long project shows go, Tony's first thing is he like waves me off. Like, just don't worry about it, dude. Like, he's just like, whatever. So Tony wasn't here for the show today, but thank you, PC Tunny live studio audience. We'll be back next week, I'm sure, for helping me out. He's trying to say something, but I think he muted himself. <laughs> no, I, I, I was. Oh, wait, one finger. Wait a second. Can, can I sing a song? <laughs> Put what, on your yarmulke. Here comes Hanukkah. I met this girl named Monica over at Russia. Shashananaka. Now why must go Monica and finally PGA Tour Hall of Fame Soren Stam Kama Anaka. Follow me at PC Tony. Not for his singing. It's is you know that sort of thing. Damn. <laughs> Such wow, obscene middle, middle finger gestures. Anyway. Yeah, just I lots and lots of fun. So next week, everybody, yeah, we come back. We will be doing our holiday project. We will be doing our top ten favorite holiday movies slash specials. Look forward to sharing those with all of you. Hope to have a lot of fun with that as well. I do enjoy the project shows, even though they do run uh, long. But whatever, I'm on free vacation. Uh, I'm on unpaid vacation next week anyway. So. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. For Ray Cash, for the lawyer Dave Ungar, for the the studio audience in his 30 seconds of airtime, PC Tunney, thank you very much for coming on the show. Now get yourselves out of the basement, get some sun, and spend two hours catching up on all of the investor news because Disney blew it up this week and you should check it out. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com.
feeling. Uh, why <laughs> did you do that? Sometimes you have to slap them in the face just to get their attention. Fine. Slap me in the face. But you kicked me in the ball. It's time to begin the journey. Now, close your eyes and think. No. You close your eyes. Oh, no. I'm through. Don't be awesome. Close your eyes. And think of snowflakes and moonbeams and whiskers on Kitty. No picking! <laughs> of rainbows, forget-me-nots. Of misty meadows and sun-dappled pools. <laughs> oh, look, there's Mr. Hedgehog. I wonder where he's going. Perhaps to... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, my jaw. Oh, sometimes the truth is painful, Frank, uh -huh. but it's made your cheeks all rosy and your eyes bright as stars. If you touch me again, I'm going to rip your goddamn wings off, okay? Oh, you know I like the rough stuff, don't you, Frank? Jingle, 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 jingle,